Star Tribune's Prep Sports Podcast has been brought to you by France and Bank and Trust. Welcome back to the Star Tribune's Talking Preps. I'm Jim Paulson with David Levesque. Um, in the midst of a more unusual than usual <laughs> winter sports season, we're kind of starting to get into the middle of things here. But uh, David, uh, David and I were talking before the uh, podcast today about uh, where we are in this season and what uh, what is different about this year. And it seems like in this year when things are just so different, when things have changed, when everyone's operating by a different set of rules based on what happens with COVID, that it's not always a bad thing to, to you know, take a step back and worry about the things that really matter in high school sports, the things that, that really make a difference, the reasons why kids play high school sports. Uh, less about winning and losing and more about the experiences and, and, and the flavor and the, the, the things that make high school sports worthwhile. Dave, you had a terrific story about a girl hockey player goalie from Lakeville North who has stepped in and become a starter at a, at a major uh, uh, high school hockey program in uh, Minnesota. And it just kind of shows that for all the talk about how much work and effort and background and training you have to put in, there's, there's still opportunities for kids that just want to step up and be a part of something. Yeah. I couldn't believe it when I'd heard about it on Twitter that, Here's a kid named Nora Wall. She's a senior and she had never played hockey before. And it was the starting goaltender for the season opening game against Apple Valley and won. They won six, five in overtime. Uh, I thought, well, that's, that's, let's, let's find out more about that. And, and so uh, Lakeville North coach, Buck Cochever was, was great. And, and he, he unpacked a little bit of the, you know, I, I kind of, I'm always curious with something like this is, okay, how new is she really to the sport? And she's as authentic as it gets. I mean, she skated a little bit outdoors with friends when she was younger. She would sometimes go to her friend's house, uh, who turned out to be uh, Katie Dahl, who's uh, one of the co-captains of the team. She would go to her driveway and they might shoot pucks a little bit, but that was it. You know, that said, Nora said, I always wanted to play hockey. And uh, so when uh, Katie Dahl, Put out a, a Snapchat that said, "Hey, is there anyone interested in playing goalie for us? We don't have a goalie." Uh, Nora responded, and then Katie was like, "Well, I had to double check to make sure she was serious, and she was." And so this kid comes in, and now they got to get her pads. So they go to this, you know, storage room in the in the arena in Lakeville, and they come up with some, you know, ratty old pads, and they but they can't. They have the helmet, the, the stick, the skates are all those that would be worn by a regular forward or defender, not, not a goalie, you know, and there's a difference. There's a huge difference. So she goes out to captain's practice dressed like that. Um, mm. But then she, you know, she, she put the work in. This is also a kid that played soccer for a while, a long time. She decided to try tennis in high school and did, you know, played that. And so this is an athlete. And this is also somebody who, she said, I'm a busybody. I always need to be doing something, but it's not just a happy-go-lucky kid. She told Buck Achiever, hey, I'm not here to embarrass myself. I'm here to keep you in games. So she's really worked to become what Achiever thought would be, you know, someone that had to start a couple games until they got another goalie in that they thought they could get back to the program. She, that goalie decides she's not coming back. So 
they're Nora's got the saddle on her the rest of the year for Lakeville North. It's it's a great story. You know, the thing that jumps out to me is having done high school sports for as long as I have, there seems to be a narrative or a belief, particularly at large schools on the varsity level, that you don't just jump into a varsity game. You have to have the background and the tra- training. And outside of the high school level and to club level and to be doing it since you've been in squirts or peewees or you know 10u basketball or something like that to see a person come in <clears throat> excuse me and start on a varsity team and win a game at a program like lakeville north which is not a, a drinking violet kind of program by any means that that's a prominent program it, it's kind of offers a little bit of hope for kids that just want to come in and put the work in and do the best they can and have that experience at high school sports. And while it may not work for everybody, I love that it just give somebody has the opportunity to do it. They took it and they're running with it. And uh, it, it, it just kind of is, uh, it's, it provides a, a lot of hope for high school sports that it's not just about the wins and the losses and who's best and who's made the traveling team. It's, it, there's so much more that goes into it. I'll venture that it transcends high school sports. Um, I think if you're somebody, you could be a middle-aged man or woman who might be stuck right now. You've been in a pandemic for almost a year where things have closed down, things have stalled out, things feel very, the drudgery of the day is, is weighing on people. And so there's not a lot of, there doesn't seem to be a lot of new ideas and things happening out there. We're just hearing about everything that's going away or stuck. And here is a shining example of an athlete leading the way, which oftentimes the athletes do. That's why we cover them. And and that's why we pay attention to them. I think they're the best of of high school kids. And here's one leading the way that says, I'm going to go help my friends. I'm going to try this. What the hell? Let's ride. You know, and that, I love it. It's, it's, it's hope that I think that the courage, uh, the selflessness, I think you can apply that. Anyone that read that story, whether you're a high school kid or, or not, if you're, if you're an adult, that those are important themes that, especially in the uh, times of a pandemic. Well, you know, and I, I, in kind of along the same lines, um, did a story, I did athletes of the week for this week, one of the sports seasons. And usually when I lead off the athletes of the week, I'll pick the athlete that had the most impressive week from a statistical standpoint or from a game importance standpoint, um, because that's kind of what it is. It's the lead athlete of the week. This week, I went with a little bit different angle. I went with uh, the game-winning goal score. So there's a uh, from Cambridge Isanti in a yearly game against Princeton for what the uh, hockey teams call the Rusty Skates Trophy, which is a trophy with, with two old rusty skates attached to it. And, you know, Cambridge and Princeton don't move the needle for most people when you're talking about high school hockey. And I don't think either team is going to be anywhere a state tournament berth but this was a game that was important for both teams for both programs and they played it outdoors because they knew they wanted to have more uh, fans to watch this game than they could fit in the arena Uh, and because it was a big game between the two uh, communities and Cambridge won two to one with a third period goal uh, by uh, um, Jacob Zebarth and Nobody outside of the to- those two communities would really blink much at a game like that. But in those two communities, it matters. And that's kind of what where high school sports is. It's rivalries and 
remembrance, remembrances and past games. One thing that Jacob said was that uh, it was a big deal, but it was a bigger deal for the alumni because they all cared about it. Um, and, and so those are the types of things that you see in high school sports that we probably don't give enough attention to things that really matter to these kids. And you, you hear about it in college football, you know, in Ohio state and Michigan football, as long as you beat Michigan, or as long as you beat Ohio state, you know, you, you're good up there in the hockey programs. I have a feeling you'll hear some of that uh, too. As long as we get that rusty skates trophy, we're fine. Um, so it's, it's kind of fun to, to promote those things, the things that you may not see often things that kind of slide through the cracks while we're touting the kids that have the, uh, the NHL draft prospects or the uh, division one basketball prospects to see something that really matters between those two communities. And that it matters to the kids and uh, to show that that's also a part of high school sports and in some ways, maybe the most important part of high school sports. Well, when the season ends in hockey, talking about hockey, so I'll just focus that there's 16 teams that make a state tournaments, eight in class A, eight in class AA. And that's out of, I don't know, 150 teams in the state. So if you didn't make one of those final 16, is that taint your whole high school experience? I sure as hell hope not. I hope that you got a lot more from your friends, your coaches, your community, your uh, traveling trophies in this case, whatever it is. There's a lot more ways that you have to and should mark what success means. Um, I mean, I think that, that there's Rusty Skate, which I just love that name. I love everything about it. And I hadn't heard about it before, and I thought I knew a lot of the traveling trophies, but that's, that's a great one, and I'm glad you shone a light on it. Well, you know, and, and that's kind of where we are with uh, this pandemic-laden year. When you talk to kids about bringing sports back, and I think you and I can both agree on this, that the overriding theme, the overriding message we got from the kids about coming back is, I'm just glad to get the chance to play. Um, that they're not worried about winning championships. They're not worried about how good this team's going to be. Obviously they want to win, but getting a chance to play also means getting back together with your buddies or your friends or the kids you spent so much time with sweating and striving and trying and, and enjoying laughs and tears and what have you. Um, that's what these high school sports are all about. And that's why it's so important to get these kids back playing these sports, to be in a situation where everyone is doing what they want to do with the people they want to do it. Um, and so, again, I, I, I think that this is a year where maybe, you know, I don't know, I'm saying this on my own, but is winning a championship as big a deal this year as it might be in other years? I'm not sure. But the biggest deal that we're, that we're learning from this season is how important it is to let kids come back and enjoy their friends and enjoy their lives and enjoy the pursuits that they are, are passionate about. Uh, and I'm glad to shed a light on it. And I'm thankful that you were able to uh, shed a light on Nora Wall's story. Got another story coming up for next Tuesday. It'll be somewhat similar. I won't talk about it at all, but uh, at this point, but uh, it'll be another story about uh, kids striving to overcome next Tuesday's paper. So keep an eye out for that. That's a nice teaser. <laughs> yeah. I'm going any more of a, uh, into that one. Cause what if I mess it up? <laughs> don't want to make anybody think that it'd be some grand story when anyway we're moving right along we do have to talk a little bit of sports though um last night uh in basketball was almost a perfect night for minnetonka high school the um the boys basketball team had a one-two start 
went out and upset Hopkins, beat them 63 to 61. Um, and that, that was a, a big victory for Minnetonka. At the same time, Hopkins and Minnetonka girls were playing, and Minnetonka's girls had a 13-point lead at halftime. Hopkins came back with a strong rally in the second half, won by a single point, 63-62. So Minnetonka almost pulled off a, a daily double of victories over Hopkins last night. And the girls' basketball one is shocking because I didn't think anybody would be within 10 or 15 points of Hopkins all season long. Uh, so that, uh, that if, if you're a Minnetonka basketball fan, there's got to be a lot of hope after uh, what took place last night. Well, and I'd say if you're a Hopkins fan, same, same, because, you know, you, you made him sound bulletproof when we talked last week. And I, I told you, I said, what are they, how are they going to respond when the chips are down? And if I, if you can rally from a double digit halftime deficit, then you've taken another step in your evolution. You know, you've shown. Against a very, very good team. Minnetonka has really improved this year. That's a top five team right there. So you're absolutely right about that. Um, anything else you're, you're hoping to talk about? I saw Charles Adams on uh, HBO's Real Sports last night. Um, you, were, you were impressed and touched by what Charles Adams had to say. And he is, his story is, is a, one of the best stories of the season, of the year. All. Tell me about what you saw there. Can you indulge me quick of why I have HBO? Because it just came up recently. I have DirecTV, and they were in a squabble with the uh, owners of the – or the – Whoever runs the, you know, Care 11, was it Tegna? Is that the media company that has mm -hmm. Care 11? And the Care 11, you know, you got, I like their news at night. Uh, you know, my, my, my wife likes Jimmy Fallon sometimes. I, I like Saturday Night Live sometimes. And my daughter likes Sunday Night Football. So the fact that there was a, a you know, contract dispute between the two companies and all those things were unavailable to us, I called them up, gave them a piece of my mind. And they said, all right, we'll get you, take a little off your bill and, and we'll get you three months free HBO. So that's why I had HBO. So the timing was great. <laughs> and I was finishing last night watching Ford and Ferrari, which I'd like to see from the beginning. It's a very intriguing film to me. But then Real Sports with Brian Gumbel. I'm like, perfect, because I had just heard and, and read that, that Charles Adams and North High School would be on. Perfect. Here we go. So I sat and watched it. And it, and it, was, um, it was really moving. Um, you had wrote a tremendous feature about uh, Charles and about the program back in July of 2020. And a lot of the, the major themes and anecdotes that you brought to light in that article uh, resurfaced in, in the HBO uh, piece, which was called Black and Blue. It was kind of exploring the, 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 the duality of, of Charles Adams being a black man in North Minneapolis and being a member of the Minneapolis Police Department when all hell broke loose in the spring uh, after George Floyd's killing. And so, again, those are themes you explored in your article. Uh, they, they were they brought those to light again uh, on HBO. And it was very emotional. You, you mentioned this, but not quite in this way. They said that um, before you know, Charles knew he was going to be out there on the street, you know, in riot gear, and he said he had a Zoom call with his team uh, and you know, the night before or earlier in the evening and said something to the effect of, I don't know if I'll be here tomorrow, guys, but I, I want you to know I love you. I mean, what a heartbreaking thing to have to tell these young men, you know? I have to go out and, and protect the city and protect you. I mean, it was unbelievable uh, moment where you saw what it means to be a police officer. And uh, just a very, uh, very, yeah, it was very emotional to watch. And so I just thought it was well done. I thought it, if anyone that hasn't read your feature from July, uh, should go back and do it. Uh, I, I just, I just, my, 
my respect for for Charles, which was already very high, just just you know found a way to go higher watching last night, and, and it was just something that if you can uh, pick that up watching it on, uh, I think you can get it on demand on HBO Max. I don't know what that costs. I don't know how any of that stuff works, but it, it would be worth it would be worth checking out that segment. It was very well done. The one uh, quote that stands out to me from Charles Adams when I did that story was, uh, they may have run it last night. I didn't see the whole piece. Um, he says, uh, I'm black, but I wear blue. And just in that what, yeah. six word sentence defines the uh, struggle he had to balance both sides of his life. Being a police officer was extremely important in Charles Adams' life. It's a family uh, profession. His father is a well-known very high-ranking police officer in the Minneapolis Police Department, an uncle doing the same thing. It means a lot to Charles Adams to be a police officer, but it meant more to him to take care of his kids, his football players. And he was a, he was a police liaison in the Minneapolis, uh, Minneapolis North School. And then when Minneapolis schools, I think somewhat short-sightedly, was a, a little bit knee-jerk in reaction in kicking Minneapolis police out of the schools, he lost his position there. Now Charles Adams is no longer a police officer. Was he the head of security or one of the heads of security for uh, the Minnesota Twins? Minnesota Twins, yeah. Yeah. Well, that one, was, of the uh, players, one of the players commented on that last night and said, you know, you kick Charles Adams out of the building, so what if we have to call the cops and what if we get the next Derek Chauvin? Yeah. I mean, that's that's a pretty sobering thought, you know? He was a, he was a, he was a, and he's a guy that never lost his touch with the streets. You know, he grew up on the north side. He still walks through the north side. You know, he was still, you know, you can still see it in how he'd coach his team. He would, Charles Adams gets a little bit heated and a little bit emotional and he's always got his team's back and the players know it. And he's a guy that commands respect and commands love from his guys. And if you've seen the success Minneapolis North has had football in recent years, that's obvious. You don't have that kind of success unless everybody buys in. And so, yeah, it's uh it's it's definitely he's definitely somebody worthy of our our respect and uh, uh, congratulations to HBO to actually recognizing and giving his story a, a wider play. Everybody, absolutely, what kind of a human being he is. I think that that's about all we have to say for this one here. We, you know, next week we might talk more a little bit uh, about what's going on actually in the world of uh, high school sports on the ice, on the court, on the mat. Here, I I, I think uh, that about wraps it up. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you next week.